Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy duet. We had a very bite. Let's go ahead, Terrace Chase, and let's go to the head of the pit. Hello. I feel better now that I've been bullied. Okay. And action. Chloe states a fact that's wrong, <laughs> and we correct her. I am being bullied. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I direct your attention quickly to how beautiful that, that those shelves are? Yes. Woo! Okay, anyway. I love talk, discussing visuals <laughs> on podcasts. Do you think podcasting would be easier for me if I was blind? <laughs> Do you think if I was blind, I wouldn't have, like, such body issues? Absolutely. Okay. I... Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm Claray, and that's Nick. And this is Two Girls, One Brain Cell. Ooh. Okay, interesting that you say that because. No, no, no. No, what you said before that. Okay. The introduction doesn't have to be the first bit. Okay. You know? It can be like a little intro and then the rest. A prologue. A prologue, if you will. Two girls, one prologue. I had this realization semi recently that hip dips are like, like a thing people have insecurities about. And I've always had hip dips. That's just like the way my bones are shaped and like the way yeah. my fat displaces yeah. and I always liked them I thought it was like yeah. cute I thought that was like a cute like curvy part of me it's cool whatever I did not realize that was like something I should hate about myself <laughs> so like thank you internet <laughs> thank you patriarchy I'd like, I like to shout out to the internet I'd like to give a big shout out I was I never actually was insecure about it but I remember I saw people posting about like I have cellulite I have hip dips, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I was always on. told cellulite was bad. I was never told that hip dips were bad. Like, cool. Yeah. However, I think if we were if we were a blind society, <laughs> no one would have body image issues. 100%. Do you want to know? They'd be like, oh, you sound bad. Like, <laughs> Speaking of ways we could have developed, I read this thing that people who were deaf, who then got, like, cochlear implants, and heard for the first time they were like oh i thought the sun was gonna make a noise and i would and that makes me so deeply uncomfortable and then what noise did they think it was gonna make probably i mean if you're deaf can you imagine the sound oh, you know? that's what the sun sounds like all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all day the sun's just like throwing the salt it's the, like you are ugly you're fast all day the sun is like warming up for an opera that never happens. Um, <laughs> as, it set, as, it, as it sets, it's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, that's a dumb thing to say because if the sun is setting here, it's rising somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what they imagined noise to be. Anyways, but then people were like, oh, well, like, if sound could travel through space, like, what would the sun sound like? And apparently, it would literally sound like you were, like, standing next to three jet engines at all times. That makes sense. If for whatever reason sound could travel through space, we wouldn't have developed hearing because there would have been no benefit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you see that when that video was going around, someone edited it to be like, this is what the sun would sound like, blah, blah, blah. And like it slowly gets in and then it plays like Britney Spears at the end. It like fucking Rick rolls you basically, but Britney Spears is you. It, it rolls. It, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when that video was on Twitter, every time I would see it on my timeline, which was like five times a day, yeah. I would click it expecting different results. And I would watch the whole thing Big and they'd be like, oh, baby, baby. I retweeted that tweet you sent me, Britney Spears in front of the Eiffel Tower after its construction, which she designed. (laughs) Free Britney! So Nick, how was your day? I, so today's Sunday, and today's the first day that I haven't really needed to, like, wake up for anything too early. And so I set my alarm for, like, 10.30, and my mom got up between, like, 8.45 and 9.00 with her Nora, my dog, got up, and... Then, literally consistently throughout the whole morning, Nora was just barking. Queen. Just consistently barking. Like, every five minutes, like, 
And Thank I'm you like, for describing what a dog yeah, barks out. If not like. for all of our deaf listeners. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, unfortunately. Um, so I'm not like close caption this. Uh, no one wants to do that. Quick yeah. sidebar about Nora. Yes. Nora, I know that everyone like thinks their dog is special. I love Nora. Your dog isn't special, first of all. Second of all... <laughs> Wait, are you saying that to me or people in general? No, people in general. Because yeah. I think Nora is special. She is. I wholeheartedly believe that she knows something we don't. <laughs> and she's trying to communicate with us. And no one's like fully understanding what she's trying to say. But she is here for a reason. And she's old, so we have limited time left. So someone better figure out what the fuck Nora has to say before she kicks the bucket. So this bitch barking up a storm. <laughs> this bitch fucking barking up a storm. Yeah. I can't go back to sleep. She just keeps barking like right when I'm about to fall asleep. And I, okay, Nora doesn't do that. She doesn't consistently bark unless like something's going on. She thinks she can like, hear the sun. She, <laughs> that's what she knows. She knows that the sun is making yeah. noise. <laughs> she's like, ugh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's barking and... I can't emphasize enough how unusual that is for her to just be consistently barking for an hour. And my mom isn't doing anything. Every time Nora barks, my mom will be like, Nora, no bark. No bark. And And Nora's like, fuck you. So I literally try to sleep until like 11.45. And then my mom comes in and like bangs on my door, opens it, and is like, Nick, 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 Nick. Nick, honey, it, it's it's almost it's noon. It's time to get up, honey. It's time to start your day. I'm almost twenty four. It's Sunday. I let me live. <laughs> I have so many questions. I'm like, mom, I'm trying to rest because Nora's been barking all morning. She's like, I yeah, I had this really interesting Nova program on about polar bears, and I don't know. I guess she didn't like the Cubs. And I'm like, change the fucking channel, mom. Oh my god. For those who are not familiar with Nora, this bitch loves television. She's, it been, is, she's been watching it five ever. I know no one wants to hear about other people's dogs. Maybe they do. Maybe that's just a me thing. I'm going to preface every time I talk about a dog with that. But it is so entertaining to watch this dog watch TV or YouTube. She's like genuinely loves it so much. It is the most wholesome, hilarious thing I've ever seen in my entire Higher life. And she heard the, we like started the video and then Nora walked over. Like she knew yeah. the voice. Oh, she was like, oh, it's my bitch Paige and was there. So yeah. simultaneously to Nick's morning. While Nick That's is more your rebel. I suppose. So <laughs> while Nick is being barked at and his mom is barking at him too, I Why do I need to get up? I don't know. I know I have to get up eventually, but like As someone who's never slept in past ten o'clock in my life. No one's ever had to, like, knock on my door and wake me up. Okay, the problem is I can't stay up past, like, 12.30. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, fuck, I was up till 3 a.m., blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not me. It's never been me. It never will be me. Whenever people, like, are you a night owl or, like, an early bird? Like, neither. I like just, like, noon. Like, why, why is there no option for, like, midday? To be normal. Baby girl, I'm not normal. I'm, I'm a weirdo. So while Nick is... fucking crazy. But I am free. So I started my day. What did I do? I guess I kind of like made some coffee, contemplated going on a run, didn't do it. I finally took these disposable cameras that I've had sitting around to to get them developed. And I Googled it too. So I knew roughly how much it was going to be. It was like 30 cents or 36 cents per picture. Okay. 27 pictures on each camera. There's no one in this Walgreens. There's maybe two customers yeah. and like multiple employees walking around. So I walk up to the little photo counter and there's no one there. I assumed someone would see me. And like, <laughs> A tumbleweed. <laughs> fucking might as well have been. And I feel bad complaining about this stuff because I worked retail for so many years of my life. And I know how annoying people are when they're like, um, hello, are you going to help me? Like, whatever. So I, I am usually like, you can spit on me and like kick me in the dick. And I will just be like, thank you, bye. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be treated like royalty. Like a goddamn... No, I don't give a yeah. shit. However, I stood there and I was like... But also, okay, so like, I'm the same way because I've... Most of my experience is a retail. So like, obviously I know to like, not be like that. But also, while I'm working retail, I make sure... You're to not good to, service. I make sure to not 
give people like a legitimate yeah. reason to be upset. Anywho, so I like waited and I was like, yeah. these people clearly see me standing here. Do yeah. I look lost? <laughs> and so I like went up to the counter and I was like, hello. <laughs> Can I get some pictures developed? And the most frazzled employee is like, describe what she looked like. Mousy, light brown hair, glasses, shorter, like. Okay. A, a, I see that. An extra. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sis was an extra. Central, and, central casting. And I was like, I said, is anyone working at the photo department or whatever the fuck? <laughs> and she was like, are you picking up prints? Like, were you getting? And I was like, oh no, I just have some disposables I wanted to get developed. Which wall were you working The one on cover. Oh, okay. The one by Sheldon High School for all of you locals. Was that the nearest one? I think so. Jesus, okay. I'm worried they're going to melt know. in Arizona. <laughs> like, that film's going to push them. Well, I'm stressed out. Yeah. But I was like, no, I just like want to get these disposables yes. developed. And she was like, well, well just so you know, it's going to take three to four weeks. She was so concerned. She was like, well, like, I just need you to know, like, it is going to take three to four weeks. And I was like, okay, like, I, I it's just. It's not urgent. It's so not urgent. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, like, like are, the, is that okay with you? They've been like, sitting in your car, I'm assuming, for like two months. Yes. Like, I can wait another three weeks. I was like, I don't care. I just yeah. would like to see the pictures. Exactly. They're from Joshua Tree, and then I have two other disposables from just like other... Wife. The river and stuff. They're like dumb pictures. Yeah. There's probably like six different pictures of Hunter's feet. Like, they're not urgent. From the pod, Hunter's feet. <laughs> to the pod, Hunter's feet, specifically. <laughs> yeah. And she was just very, very frazzled and was like... <laughs> Like, have you done this with us before? And I was like, no, first time. Like, and then she was like, okay, so like, here's how it's gonna work. We're gonna send him to Arizona, and blah blah blah. Like, you'll get him back in three to four weeks. And I was like, okay. And then she like types it up and was like, okay, so your estimated total is forty seven fifty. And so just so you know, we can bring that down. Like, we're gonna show you all the pictures when they get back, and you can decide what you would like to accept. And I think I don't know if I just look. Like I'm <laughs> look like below. a <laughs> I don't know if I just look like in like just dirt poor or something because she's like forty seven fifty. Like I, we will bring that down for you. We will do everything in our power. And I was like, she's like, okay, here, here like, are some coupons. Yeah. <laughs> truly, yeah. she's like, do you want a free bag of fruit snacks? Like she was really concerned about me, and I was like, yeah, like I already did the math. Like I knew it was gonna be that much. Okay, how many cameras? Three. Three. It was an experience. So that I was like, all right. I texted Laura and I was like, let's get brunch. I want to drink a mimosa and I want to <laughs> eat some toast. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that one up. And so we go to the vintage. It's this like cute little like Perfect. friend of the pod, the vintage sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, we get our mimosas and we're waiting outside. At this point, it's like 1255. And we were just like, oh, my God, how lovely. They have beautiful patio seating in this little, like, garden. Last time we were there, we got, like, stared at by a man on his phone who I mm-hmm. swear to God was trying to, like, human traffic us. Nice. That's a story for a later date. <laughs> and we were like, this time it's going to be good. Next episode, we're going to talk about when you were human traffic. Next episode's <laughs> theme is human traffic. <laughs> Which we both have experience. Love it. Hate it. Yeah. Can't live without it. You have experience. You'll find out next week. You have experience, um... In the industry, like, as an employee. Yeah. I have experience um, as a consumer. Yeah, we have, a, like, a full range <laughs> as a customer, of experience. Yeah. We're going to have... Um, I did work at Wayfair. <laughs> and soon. then I got a text from Nicholas. This one right here. That says... Hello. <laughs> I said, also, we're on our way to the U of O. And, and, then, I and like, then you said, what? I said, huh? <laughs> H-U-H. I said, huh? And he was like... For filming. And I was like, oh, no. Describe the physical reaction. The physical was reaction. It yeah. Yeah. It was just a like. Mm, um, um, it was like I. You're like, I have made a mistake. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, the last time I filmed something mm-hmm. was a like infomercial for. I'm not saying what, but I filmed a basically yeah. like infomercial. Slash like if you ever work retail, you do those like really training shitty videos. like corporate training videos that are like. Here's what to do if someone's stealing, and it's like, have a good day. It was that energy. If you've yeah. ever watched a gapping training video, I was essentially in one of those. But it was supposed to be like the Jake an Rudolph. hour long. Jake had a credit card. If you've worked retail and there's a credit card involved, you know how much they want you to open a credit card. A so lot. Goddamn much. We're watching this training video, and pretty much the actors are like, 
Oh, and are you using a J. Crew card today? Well, actually, I'm not. Can you tell me more about that? Which no customer has ever said in their entire life. Can you tell me more about this credit card? I'm and then the, and the, do that. Just and so then the employee and then the employee is like, "Well, yeah, actually, you'll save an extra fifteen percent off your purchase today." And like, this is triggering. So then the woman's like, "Well, that sounds great. How do I sign up?" And it's like, "Give me your social security number." They stop the scene and they turn to the camera. And they're like, don't you wish it was that easy? Here are some tips and tricks for when you hear things like this. I like, that. I have too many credit cards. My credit is bad. How do I pay it off? I don't have money. Like, we're, like, fully trying to put people in debt. It's yeah, very, it, it's very predatory. Card, just walk quickly while we're on credit cards. The yes. banana card did, in fact, put me in debt. We can talk about that in the debt episode later. It's oh, baby. Yeah. Ahem. So I was, I filmed this, like, infomercial thing. Okay. And it was. It was the last. Like, I thought I would be there two hours max. Yeah. I was there for five hours. Five fucking hours. Ooh. After I'd already worked a full day. Ooh. And then at one point, I realized. What's well, so like a 13-hour day? Yes. Nick's texting me like, you need to get here right now. And I was like, triggering. And I was like, fuck. Like, I'm going to be there for like six fucking hours to get this one shot. I just know it. Like. Oh, for my thing? Yes. Oh. Okay. I was like, this is going to be the rest of my day. I uh, And I, like, hadn't eaten, and I had three sips of a mimosa. So and she I was, was like, buzzing. I was just drunk driving the whole way to Love make sure. Yeah. For all the cops out there, no, I wasn't. If I was a cop, I would simply stop being a cop. <laughs> if I was a cop, I would simply quit and get into oil painting. <laughs> so I, like, had to be... That person, I like go up to the host and I was like, she's like, your table's ready in five minutes. And I was like, so unfortunately I do need the check. <laughs> and she was like, oh no. And I was like, I have an appointment I forgot about. And then I tipped her 50%. I bought my friend's mimosa too because I felt bad because yeah, I dragged yeah. her along. They were $5 each, which was honestly such a good That's deal. That's a really good deal. Are they tournaments? No, but there mm-hmm. was a $21 pitcher that I honestly should have got. But good thing I didn't. To go. <laughs> so can I get a to-go box? Yeah. Um, a box. <laughs> I literally tipped this woman $5 on my $10 yeah. mimosas because I was like, I'm sorry for wasting your time here. <laughs> um, and then I was just like, I'll see you later. And then you wrote, I'm sorry. <laughs> I left her my phone number. So then I went to Nick's thing, had a minor mental breakdown on the way there. It's all good. I dried my tears as I walked up. Also, I don't know how to read maps. I'm really bad at, fa- like, I'm good at remembering streets and like how to get somewhere if i'm driving yeah. but if i am on foot i could not fucking tell you where to go and so i'm like nick where are you and he drops a pin and sends it to me and i was like landmark sir what's like i need to know what building where, you're next to where is the sun in the sky but apple makes it so easy like you're a little blue dot with an arrow anyway i got there and we filmed for maybe 10 minutes maybe i mean half yes. of that half of that was figuring out where we were going to place you. Yeah. No, because literally the shot, I don't know how we did not get this shot when we filmed. A full year ago? Oh, yeah. A full 18 months ago. Since you filmed, there's a whole child out there that is, like, walking and talking now. There was someone's previously given, in Someone's utero. given birth who hadn't even met the guy who was going to birth. The day that Nick filmed his pilot the first time, first shot, some bitch was walking into a club, went home with some dude. Yeah. And now, has she triplets. has his bastard triplets. <laughs> and she decided to keep his sperm as pet. Oh my god. Nick is wearing short shorts for anyone who's they're, out there. They're like running shorts. No, I, they're good. They're five inches. Yeah, and I only use them to exercise, but they're the only things I have right now that are like clean. And so I was like, yeah, whatever. It's also hot today. I'm going to wear these. Because I'm literally only going to Clarence. I'm only going to Clarence's house. And so when I walk into the living room to grab my phone and keys and wallet. For, like, and my mom is like... I would wear those shorts. You could wear those shorts to the grocery store. Like, they I, are I did, walking into Safeway. I, I, like, I think they're appropriate for... I wouldn't wear them on a date to a restaurant. No. But, like, even if you were, like, going to a picnic, I think this outfit is... They're not... It, it, it's, it's really not, fine. It's really fine. Just in Nick's defense, I think that they are appropriate. <laughs> I don't think they're offensive in any way. But, my, but my mom, happy birthday. Um, <laughs> HBD, don't yeah. they? She sees me and she's like, "Oh, those are um, those are some short shorts, honey. Uh, oh, my, okay, those are and pretty tight too. Um, okay, I I mean I don't I don't really like them, honey. Honestly, I mean in your tan line is it too great? Um, 
maybe you should lay out here on the deck and get some sun. And I was like, okay. Do you think if you were blind, your mother would have given you body dysmorphia? Because yes. if you were blind and she was like, damn, those are some short shorts, you would have been like, I can't see. I'm like, I don't know what a body is. <laughs> your dick is like hanging out and she's like, maybe you should cover up and you're like, fuck it. <laughs> it's a pussy out kind of day. She's like, once again, you have a penis. Um, <laughs> I would love to hear Dorlinda say, some once again, you have penis. a penis. Speaking of wet ass penises, sometime in the past week, I was looking at porn yeah. and there was this guy. Five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> there was this guy. He's jerking off in a sauna. Miss me with that shit. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> so he just like set up his phone, like leaning against the thing, whatever. And he's standing like right next to the door because it has a little like square glass window. So he can see if someone's coming. It's like a men's only sauna. Anyway, so he's just like fully masturbating in the sauna and like making sure no one's coming in. And then I was like, who is this guy? And I look at the comments, and then they tell me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I Google his name. Turns out he's, like, a full-on, like, artist who's, like, been on many, like, TV shows, actually, because he paints, like, with his nude body. Wow. Like, and he I, rolls I, around on a canvas? And I looked at his stuff. I'm going to show you his stuff. And I, lo- and I looked at his stuff, and I was like, actually, kind of cool. Like, Is that our next painting endeavor? Roll me in oil paint and just throw me on a canvas? I just want to say about the sauna thing, I know I've multiple times, like, had sex with someone, and it, like, got too sweaty, and they were, like, we need to, like, cool off for a second, because, like, I can't come if it's this mm. hot. You know, like, you're, yeah. it's not, like, yeah. the thought of having sex in a sauna I mean, or I'm masturbating fine. in a sauna, I, that's just, like, choking yeah. aside, I want to be able to, like, breathe clean air while I'm having sex. You know what I mean? Sauna. Imagine breathing in sauna air. Can I see it? I want to see what it looks like. That is an awful name. Do you think that's his real name? His God-given name. You think his mother held him as a baby and said, this is little baby I think that's unfortunate. Well, sorry for them. He looks like my friend's dad. Who's your friend's dad? I will not say because I think it would offend the person whose father. I am appalled. (laughs) Like, he does this, like, with his dad. Holy shit. It's, like, good... These are really good. Paintings. Wait, these are nuts. Right? Should I start painting with my labia? And, or like get my menorah and majora involved? And then like that's fully his dick. <gasps> Wait, I love that. That's honestly crazy. Are those his penis? Yeah. I love that. I kind of want one. I do too. Like no, I Miley don't. Cyrus talking on the car, Daddy, how she likes having penises as like pieces of art. I love that. I would hang that in my bedroom. 100%. Can you imagine my own father coming into my home and saying that. He would literally just be like, why? Why are you like that? Okay, I've seen enough cock for my lifetime now. I like dick, but not enough to have that in my own home. You know what I mean? I would rather hang a vagina than hang a penis. Same. I think the vagina is more artistically beautiful. My vagina was created in God's image. I want to go that far. So speaking of porn, I was hanging out with Cameron and Chad the other night in their hot tub. And Without me? And I went to, I was like, trying to look something up. I think I was looking at a YouTube video and I was like, oh, Cameron, can I see your phone? And I just like opened Google and it was straight, just tab after tab after tab of porn. And I was like, oh, your porn's open. And he was like, yeah, but like I knew it was you. So like, I didn't really give a fuck. That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I've never felt so accepted and loved. I would, let's talk about porn. Okay. Let's talk about it now. Okay. Is it, are, you, are you done with your story? That's the whole oh, story. Okay. It just warmed my heart that he was like, yeah, it's you. I don't care. Like, what are you going to do, bitch? Like, <laughs> you don't give a fuck. And I was like, you're so right. I absolutely don't. Okay. So I felt no different. So three years ago, summer of 2017. On the dot. Today. Not today. Um, but that summer, summer of 2017, melodrama had just come out. Anyways. Um, but summer 2017. <laughs> Nick's taking a bunch of public transit and I'm having a panic attack. Thing and it's really it. hot and it's... Not the best summer of my life. In therapy with my psychiatrist, we were talking about, like, why do I as a gay guy have such, like, a penchant for straight guys? Like, why am I, like, why do I always go for that instead of, like, someone who actually might be into me? What did you determine? So we talked about it, and uh, at first it was kind of, like, the base level. I've never talked to a gay guy who hasn't gone through at least one straight crush that, like, Loki ruined my life. Which makes me feel better. It still sucks now. <laughs> and I'm a mostly straight woman who dated a gay man. 
Is she sitting right here next to you? <laughs> Up next on episode five. <laughs> um, so the base level thing that we kind of figured out was like, okay, I'm into straight guys because of like insecurities and um, kind of creating a self-fulfilling prophecy of I'm not good enough, so I'm going to like seek out ways to confirm that. You know what I mean? Is it like a fear of like happiness of like you're going after someone it's also, that it's also you like, would never be with? If I go after this straight guy, I know it's not going to work out, and therefore I don't actually have to commit to anything. So and, I don't have, tell us? and I don't have to actually put in, like, work for something, you Can know? you tell us about your choice to be depressed and gay? Yeah. Can you tell us about those choices, <laughs> what it was like to make those for yourself? I just really <laughs> wanted to be special. <laughs> <laughs> Nick watched too much Glee and was like, oh I my need God. to be a minority. Um, <laughs> Glee made us all minorities. Glee said, if you're a white woman, you're a minority. <laughs> there was a time in my life when I thought being a woman was a minority. What the fuck does that even mean? I was like, okay, but, like, what, where does that come from, pretty much? Now, like, now we know the reasons that I'm doing this, but, like, what are the reasons for those reasons? Like, That's let's, smart to let's go, look into. Let's go beyond that. And then one day I was driving to Palm Springs, actually. I was driving to Palm Springs by myself. And I was just thinking about, like, what we had talked about in that week's therapy session. A full wave of realization hit me. And I was like, oh, shit. I have this, like, weird complex with, like, my... Or weird dynamic with my sexuality and straight guys. Because of the porn I watched when I was in, like, fifth grade and starting to go through puberty. Oh, that makes total sense. And then, and then suddenly I was like, oh, okay. Did you watch straight porn when you were in fifth grade? Because you were like, I'm straight, ha, huh, pussy. Um, I'll tell you about the specific porn yes. off camera. The reason this ties back into what we were saying about your friend being comfortable with his porn tabs yes. in you is that I am still utterly horrified for anyone to know, like, anything about, like, what porn I watch, what I'm into sexually. Like, unless you and I are having sex, like, I don't want you to know. If you've had sex with Nick... No, you haven't. Unfortunately for you, you actually no, have and, I, and, and it's like, it's weird to me that there are, like, people out there, especially people I don't know. The first guy I was with, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a Scorpio. He was also circumcised. Moment, moment of silence. Anyways, so it was about the porn I was watching when I was 10. Starting to go through puberty and, like, how that has fully shaped so much about my sexuality and gave me this, like, weird complex with straight guys where I was just like, I am inferior to them and I need to like pretty much I like predicated like my sexual identity on pleasing straight men I hate that, that which is, is disgusting the worst thing I've ever heard and awful. I don't I hate it in the sense of like it makes me sad yeah oh it, it sucks so not that I hate being sure but yeah so but with my so going back to being really uncomfortable with like what porn I watch what stuff I'm into sexually blah 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 which I feel like is funny for people who know me do you hear me say that? Because, like, for the most part, with my friends, I'm very open. <laughs> yeah. But um, that I'm, like, incredibly uncomfortable with. And so, like, talking to my psychiatrist about the porn, he, like, I was like, well, I need to tell him, like, what it was. And then, like, it was, a, it was, like, a specific website, actually. Bouncing big titties. I had to, um, and I had to, like, say it out loud. And it was, like, excruciating. Oh, my God. It was, like, excruciating. I never said it out loud. It was awful. It was like that is a nightmare. It was like pulling teeth because I, I was so embarrassed and like ashamed, horrified. I would like to go out on a limb and say everyone has watched or frequents some sort of porn that they also would rather die than say out loud. I don't think everyone is yeah. looking up like missionary position, like <laughs> dim lighting, <laughs> good Christian sex, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. yeah. I think everyone has looked at something filthy or something that is just weird. The worst part is, is that this stuff isn't hardcore. Sometimes there wasn't even full nudity. To be fair. It was, it's a weird specific thing that gave me this weird complex with straight guys. I'll write it down for you. Okay. Don't say say it out loud. I'm like, what is, sometimes for me, porn titles ruin everything. You are going to actually laugh so hard. Okay. I physically cannot deal if it says amateur or teen oh i can't i can't like just get it out of my mind even like when it's like clearly not a teenager like that's a yeah. different story if it like <laughs> is when chloe's watching child porn. Oh, i do not want to yeah, 
But uh, when something's like an amateur teen gets her throat hot, and like uh, even if it looks hot or like yeah. whatever is enticing, I read that title and it's like I am dry. <laughs> it ruins it. It is like a, d- a dab. <laughs> I got that dab. <laughs> dry ass pussy. Make that pull out game good. I can understand. Nick wrote it down for me. I understand why <laughs> saying that out loud was horrifying. I'm like one who thought of that name. Why are porn names the worst thing ever? Yeah. So pretty much it was just like... The ads are like, do you want to grow your dick 70 inches? So pretty much it was just like no. straight guys. Not really nudity. And me as just like an 11-year-old was like, oh my god. Because <laughs> like then, back then, like it was like my type, I guess. It feels weird to be talking about, but whatever. It was a version of yourself. It was me. Except all my cells are different now. <laughs> my cells have regenerated. That's why if you had sex with Nick, you, you didn't. You didn't. He's a new man. I'm not. It has not been seven years since the first time I had sex. Um, Nick has been dry for seven years. Oh my god. And that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> We're going to find Nick some pussy. This is actually... This is The Bachelor. This podcast is called Convergent Therapy. <laughs> I'm like, contestant why? just like, I have a line of escorts coming in to... Oh my god, what is that Bible quote that girls from my hometown get tattooed on themselves? It's like... Though she be small, she be fierce. That makes me want to gouge my eyeballs out. Yeah. No offense. That's Did very it, butter, but that's very offense. butterfly watercolor tattoo. I want to be baby. That video lives rent free in my brain. Can we? Okay. Act it out. Can we use our platform to cyber bully this? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if this if this podcast is a lie today, put this on Instagram so everyone can know what the fuck we're talking about. That what? Oh my god! Everything of, I can't tell if it's trying to be satire. No, it's not because I looked at their account. Are they trying to be funny? Are they trying to be funny? I think she's trying to be funny. Cute. This girl and her boyfriend. It's like they're like, ma'am. Okay, it's a TikTok. She's trying to like teach him how to do some dance. They're clearly like in their bedroom, and he's wearing a mask for some reason, like a face mask, and. COVID things. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so he's like, one, two. And then she like takes his mask off and she's like, why are you wearing a mask? And then he's like, Diana. And then she goes, oh, like makes a little puppy dog face. And then he's like, oh gosh. She's like, why are you calling me that? And he's like, because that's your name, Diana. And then she goes, but I like baby. And it is. It's, it's exponentially worse than how you're doing it. His weird physicality, it's bad acting. Everything about the videos, I'm going to find him. It is the most upsetting thing I've ever seen in my life, and it fully lives rent-free in my brain, plays on a loop. He's like, well, just because you're acting like one doesn't mean you are. And then she's like, but I want to be baby. And then he, like, gets really angry right before the, like, clip cuts out. It's so fucking bizarre. I hate it. You sent it to me. What if it's disappeared? What if we made a that? while ago? We were going to talk about being creative people today. No, but we are. We, what if oh, here we, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey guys, Nick here, editing at like literally the last minute, and I was just going to find this TikTok to put in to our show just so the audio is better, and I'm trying to find it on YouTube, and literally, literally <laughs> there are hundreds of videos about this TikTok couple their name on tiktok is alpha familia and there are a lot of videos about them and one of the videos is like tiktok's alpha familia weirdest step sibling couple so i think these people are like fucking step siblings just to gross you out a bit more all right i'll shut up now okay baby so then we're gonna go like this one two and then we're gonna turn it and then one do you see that Okay, stop. I can't even see your face. Diana, what are you doing? This video has one and a half million views, but only 66,000 likes. To the 66,000 of you that liked it. Why? Why do you want more of that? Seek professional fucking help. I need you. um, I saw this really cool thing on Amazon, actually, for people who like this, called a fucking guillotine. Oh my god, kill yourself. A whole lobotomy. (laughs) Diana, stop. Why are you calling me Diana? Because that's your name. No, but I like baby. I like baby. Because you're 
you're How asking like that? one doesn't mean that's what I have to call you. I like baby. No, I don't know your baby anymore. The end is the most upsetting part in my opinion. Why does he growl like that? What is what happens next? <laughs> Number one comment. What? <laughs> I you recorded this, watched it over, and posted it? Y'all ever just want a punch and back, back emoji? <laughs> I genuinely, like, I try to imitate her voice. But I like baby! Like, I can't do it. Like, how do you do that noise? But yeah. I like baby! Yes, I'm straight. Yes, I'm heterophobic. We exist because of you. Genuinely? Hey, never do that again. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god. What we are reacting to. Why are you calling me Diana? No, no I like baby. Yeah, I hate it. Why are you so pressed? Shut up. Is that what the creator said? What's that? Like, if there was ten fully grown people tied to a train track, but a baby on the other track, who would you kill or whatever? Those people. Them. That's my third choice is those two. I would steer the train off the fucking tracks to their shitty fucking... LA apartment and I would bust through the window and I would mow them down because they don't deserve 66,000 likes on that fucking video. That's not okay. TikTok, if you're listening, please ban them. TikTok, like, you were the two getting banned, actually. I'm like, I'm hijacking a train. Honestly, maybe Trump was right. Maybe we need to delete the app. Oh my god. Honestly? Like, Trump 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Are we Trump supporters because of TikTok? What if, that, what if we were single-issue voters and that was the issue? <laughs> it was this this video yeah. was what did it for me. I was really on the fence, but I decided to convert to a life of Trumpism. Because what Dan said as we drove away. What? Clary's really good at improv. Daniel. Love of my life. Love of my life. Backup plan if Ryan and I break up, and then if my backup plan, Megan and I break up. So my, like, my third husband. <laughs> that is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I feel like Ryan's the backup to Megan. Why would you say something so bad? <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so this episode's my key topic is being a creative person. And... Just like what creativity means to us, our experiences being creative people. I don't like the term. I hate it. Creatives, or like saying I am a creative. I don't like. I don't like using creative as a noun. I also don't like when people call when people who are actors call themselves artists. Shut up. Wow. Okay. It makes me cringe. And if that like resonates with you, if you do if it, you, if you, I'm if not coming for you. If you're, <laughs> If you're an actor, but look at if it. you're an actor and you say you're an artist before you say you're an actor, I agree with you. If you say that acting is art, fully agree. I believe that acting believe, is art. I believe actors are artists, but if you if that's your main identifier, I'd be like, okay, let's you know, calm down. When I th- we had a discussion about this the other night when we were painting, I think we all have like a pretty preconceived notion of what art is, and like when I think when someone says, "Hi, I'm an artist," when you say I'm an artist, I'm like. I you picture draw someone, or you paint. I picture or someone drawing sold. still life. Yes. I fully picture someone drawing yes. a bowl of bananas. Yes. And, and, I, lo- and I, I love that for them. I love that. That's great. It'd be a good painting. Mm-hmm. A bowl, like in that style of like still life paintings, mm-hmm. a bowl of bananas, but with penises. That's. Can we change the podcast name to Bowl of Penises? <laughs> Very angry. Does the sun rotate? Like the earth rotates? Uh, why the fuck are you asking me that? Ryan! So the reason, or one of the reasons I want to talk about being creative was because I, so earlier this month when I did my neurological testing with a psychologist, um, I guess one of the things that you can literally test for with a psychologist is like creativity and how, and like where you are. That's negative. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the numbers can be negative. Um, Wow. Yeah. I Um, hate that. But it also tells you like like percentile, like where you are in terms of like Okay. The average person. Anyway, so I tested really high for creativity. I got a... I got... Whatever. I, it's a four for me. Um, it's the four. <laughs> Thank God you had to say it. Jesus. Um, like it was an AP test. Uh, like a four. I got a four on the, the mid to high 90th percentile. 
for creativity, and I think that's a combination of like the answer that gave to the, all the questionnaires that he did and the Rorschach test. Um, and pretty much he said that I have like a very expansive imagination and like my mind like just wanders a lot. He was which, like, sir, you have which, anxiety. Which no one is surprised by. And he said that like career wise, I would like I need to do something creative where I'm not doing the same thing every day. Yes. Um, and he's like, so you're not going to be, like, a mortgage actuary. And I was like, if I ever become one, put me on suicide watch. Because you heard I, it here first. I wouldn't be able to do it. I believe Fully. That, right? No, Which I, is not a surprise to anyone who knows me. But I just thought it was interesting to, like, have it in some... Because, like, I've been a creative person for a, yeah. not pretty much my whole life. And so, like, I knew it, but it was kind of nice slash interesting to have an actual fucking psychology have it in like such hard data terms you know that's the kind of thing that i feel like i just simply wouldn't want the feedback on because i would be so stressed out that could you shut the fuck up <laughs> there is a bird who was being so loud i can hear him but being a creative i feel like yes i would be too stressed out like if they're like do you want to know your creativity score the good I, thing was, I didn't know that that was even a thing I was going to get. That's fair. I still wouldn't want it because I would be so scared. They would be like, you are not creative. You are actually boring and vanilla. And if missionary position was a human being, like, I would be scared they would say that shit to me. This is the same reason I am. But that's not true. I mean, I know that. I feel overwhelmed by creativity and, like, the desire to start projects. However,. I, this is, I do not think I'm special because I know that probably most other people feel this way. I am so stressed out that it has to be good the first time that I, like, just can't get into things. Do you know what I mean, though? Do you feel that way about, like, that's why I felt about the painting stuff. I took up oil painting the other day, and I was so consumed that it, partially for a money thing, because I was like, I wasted $87. I have to become a painter now. Like, I can't, this can't be bad. I will actually die if this is not good. And I feel that way about everything I take on. Like, obviously musical theater isn't happening right now, but I'm still taking voice lessons and, like, I mean, I'm not practicing my acting. I'm not doing acting challenges on TikTok. I'm not, like, I feel like I don't really need to practice acting, honestly. I feel like mm-hmm. acting, either you can do or you can't. And rehearsal helps you. Re- okay, <laughs> yeah, yes, rehearsal course. for specific things helps you, and I think there's a lot of different, like, methods and techniques that are helpful to learn but in those you either get it or you don't it's not like just because you learned about meisner you are a good actor i know plenty of people who have taken many meisner classes and are not good sorry no offense well just none of I, my friends just people yeah, well, I know. it's just because i remember like so we did meisner in high school do y'all balance dowels on your fingers <laughs> like meisner was the thing we did we didn't do method because we were teenagers um and there would be suicides um <laughs> Your high school theater teacher was like, so your character's mother is actually dead in the scene. You should probably go home and smother your mom with a pillow. <laughs> and I'm like, anything for distracted. So we did Meisner in high school. It was fucking tough because... It's hard. It sucks. And it's, it's hard to explain what, why it was tough for me. Like, specifically for me, it was tough just because I didn't... It's so hard to explain. Okay. It's, ever, a, it's a good thing you're an actor because I think you'll be able to get what I'm saying. People who don't act... And, like, just watch movies and plays or whatever, but I've never, like, actually seriously acted, quote-unquote. They think acting is pretending, and it's not. It's fully putting yourself in that situation. And also people think that acting is, like, pretending you're someone else, but it's more the other way around. It's like, yeah. you are that character. I would say that is true 99, 90% of the time. It mm-hmm. depends on what you're doing and stylistically. Yeah, like, obviously there I are, would like, say like, accent things, physicality things, like, those are all... And, like, world-building yeah. things. I think yes. in a lot of more... Not that... When I say you are that character, I don't mean, like, your past is the same. No, no, no. You know, I, get, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. In that moment, in that in that world, in that reality, yes. you must sound nuts right now. You are that <laughs> character. Yeah. However, I think that you have to... I, okay, I guess I do always agree with that. That is true 100 percent of the time. There's more elements... I, I guess I meant that Meisner taught me that acting isn't pretending that you're something else. Acting is saying, I am this character and I'm reacting. Yes. However, something else is... And I think think people who don't do well with Meisner just can't get beyond that. They're still pretending. I'm going to hit you with some heavy truth and I'm coming for a lot of people out there. 
I am not going to say names. Something a very wise professor in my brief stint in college. Yes. That is my tagline. I love My that. brief stint in college. Your literal identity is not going to college. 100%. I have a complex. <laughs> you care about not going to college so much more. <laughs> I'm painfully aware, Nick. No, I Alex know. is like, what do you do? And you're like, I dropped out of college, um, and I'm going to continue to do that. I fucking hate when people ask me, like, what do you do? Ugh. Are we on a date? Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't look at my I'm kidding. But I've had, <laughs> like, when I meet new people, like, at work and stuff, sorry, this sidebar, I'm just like, yeah. do you want to get back to what I was saying? Yeah. People are like, so, like, tell me, like, about yourself, like, what is Claret all about? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, well, I'm an actor, yeah. and I have 40 house plants. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. You'll get to know me. Yes. Don't make me give you an elevator pitch on who I am as a person. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. My brief stint in college, I learned in an acting class. I don't know how. I think I was a fine actor in high school. I don't think I was world class. You were. I remember when I saw you in Rabbit Hole. Yeah, my playmate. Being like, being like, God, I wish she went to South. If you had said that to me when I was 16, that would have oh, saved really? me so much heartbreak oh. and so much of a I'm weird... Sorry, <laughs> Nick, you actually ruined my life because we're learning here. No, that, like, hearing that back, that, like, healed a little bit of 16-year-old Clarice's oh. broken ego. Wow, oh, what if I started crying? Yeah. That honestly makes me so happy. What if every year a student director at my high school wanted to do Rabbit Hole? Like, Is literally you know? every year. I don't think high school... I don't think high school should do Rabbit Hole. I don't either. At all. And so, but every year, it's a phenomenal play. (laughs) A high schooler shouldn't do it. There's a list of shows that your high school did that they should not have done. 100%. It is 10 pages. When I say high school shouldn't do it, I just mean from a skill point of view and a maturity point of view. Yes. But when you're in high school, you're like, oh my God, I want to push boundaries. I'm, no, you're not. Don't (laughs) stop it. Shut up. Okay. Literally, do a fun little farce. Do a fun Lend Me a Tenor. Yes. My high school did Lend Me a Tenor my freshman year. Still, like, top three best things I've seen. It was so funny. High schoolers, they're so full of emotions. A student student wanted to direct Rabbit Hole and would be like, well, we could do, like, we could get these people to do it, blah, blah, blah. And redacted. He would just be like, no, like, we're not. He's just like, I've never had students who would be able to do Rabbit. But like it's not for it's not a high school like you, no. have, you have to like you have to be an adult to bring I also to, under, to understand where the character is. Post graduation for us, I didn't see it. And I know you said that it wasn't uncomfortable. What? I still don't think that your high school should have produced Spring Awakening, and I stand by that. That is weird. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say that. I think they should have done it. You said it didn't make you uncomfortable, which yeah. is fine. That's a fine it, opinion. It didn't make me uncomfortable, but they probably still shouldn't have done it. One hundred percent. Yeah. But I'd never seen Spring Awakening, and I didn't really know what it was about. That's so funny. I just I was like, oh, this is good. That makes because I never I didn't know what it was. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I think there are plenty of. Other I wish I would have maybe seen it with like a professional company or whatever, but whatever. Yeah. So what I was trying to say was that like I listen. I was a fine actor. It wasn't like this made me good. I was always like good. Yeah. I was fine. I was talented. <laughs> Still am. But one time in Still college, am, bitch. yeah. I had a professor whose her whole thing was listening. All of acting is reacting. Yes. And I always knew that, but she was like, you just... You know it. You know it in the sense that you've heard the phrase. But as soon as someone said, listen to your scene partner, I was like, oh shit. And I had this like crazy light bulb moment. Yeah. And then I started watching for it in other people. Yep. And I was like, huh. And then I took, I took my... Most people aren't listening. Most people are no. like... What, what's my next line? And, I, that, and that, is, that is arguably the worst thing you can do in a scene. I did a test once when I was in a show, yes. when I took my career lightly professional. I had this scene with a fellow actor. I was trying to keep it fresh, keep it believable, keep it realistic, and... This is for an audience at the moment? Or yeah, re- this is, this is for an audience. We're important. Gotcha. So I would try to, you know, not say my lines exactly the same every night. Oh, like cadence-wise? Yeah. Yeah. Just... I didn't even change the words, and I was like, um... I like... I don't follow the script. I use the script as a guide. I'm a better writer than the writer. I usually yeah. look at the script, make my edits. <laughs> Everyone's like, Come on, that's the wrong line, and I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's what I felt in the moment. But... Quick sidebar. Yes. I'm so sorry. So, I'm not... I would not call myself an actor. I have acted. Yeah. Acting helps you... 
every if you want to be a director for either yes. theater or film, and if you want to be a playwright or a screenwriter or a novel writer, everyone who does any sort of storytelling should take an acting class because you learn so much. And also, it's my hot take. Whenever I'm writing, your every actor's lines should be really easy to memorize because you should be like, oh, of course they would say that. Yes! It oh should, my it should, god. It should, you shouldn't be like, well, why would they say that? So when I'm directing something that I've written and an actor's having trouble with a line, I'll, I'll immediately be like, okay, maybe there's something wrong with the line. I love that. Because it's, like, it's like, that should be an easy thing. If, you know, if they're a competent actor, they should be able to be like, okay, well, this character said that. This is where my character is. So it, it should be a, a believable reaction. A hundred percent. Yes. So like, I acted in the last year the lines were so hard to remember as it, someone it, it, who has performed because... in many things they were written horribly by people who have been dead for the last yes. 200 years yes oh my god and also yeah understanding one how hard acting is so you have fucking more respect for acting but two understanding like what that means reacting and how learning how to act makes you a much better writer and a much better director just I because agree. yeah you get all those techniques 100 my thing was just that i started trying to like switch up the, not even, not in a big enough way that anyone else would have noticed it, except for really me and the other person if they were actually like alert. And I noticed when I tried it mm-hmm. that they were not listening and were just reciting our lines the way they had the every single night. Yeah. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. So young they me. They probably memorized the lines. They probably didn't memorize it. Like we memorized it like by rote, mm-hmm. just like the words we didn't memorize like how we're gonna say it you know because you don't memorize that no <laughs> you be- yeah 100 yeah. yeah. I-, I like to speed memorize like i would memorize monologues like to the point where i could recite them like yeah. because that doesn't take any feeling it yeah. doesn't i don't get memorized with the rhythm of it i just yeah. memorize the words so that then i can then make it yeah. unique every night and i have paid attention to that from that point forward, and it is fascinating how yeah. many people are not actually listening to their partners. And I think it could make mediocre theater good, and I think it could make bad theater mediocre, personally, if everyone would just listen. And it is crazy how just hearing that when you listen, actually, when you, how that, like, changed my whole life. When you start, yeah, when you start actually listening and, like, legitimately listening, and both of you are doing it in the scene, you feel it, and it just it gets so much better. It's insane. I think it makes you a better actor, too, because you start listening to yourself, and you can correct yourself and be like, well, people don't talk like that. And that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> that's our, that's our, um, the end. Two Girls, One Brain Cell is executive produced by Clare Smith and Nick Curl. Editing this episode from Clare Smith and Nick Curl. Sound mixing by Nick Curl. Music this episode from Anabolic Beats. Two Girls, One Brain Cell is produced in association with HaHa ha Productions. If you could please subscribe and rate us five stars, that would really help these two broke bitches out. You can follow Clare on Instagram at thegreasetrapqueen, and you can follow Nick on Instagram at nickcurl. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at BrainCellGirls. And check out our website while you're at it, www.braincellgirls.com. Schnitzel, Heimlos, and Nancy, Olivier.